Hey, friends, what's up? It's Steve from my pals over at the Canopy Group. How's, how's your resolution going? It's January 9th. Sticking to it? Maybe not doing so well. Or maybe you're one of the people, I feel like I heard a lot of people say, you know what, I'm not making a resolution this year. Maybe that's because you felt down and out about how it went in the past, and it just required too much work, and you didn't reach the goal. The Canopy Group has a solution for you. We're getting this. They do all the work. Huh? How about that? You want to save a little more money this year? Everybody does. You don't even have to say that resolution out loud. We want to save more money. Well, focus on the areas where you might be spending too much money. Homeowners insurance, automobile insurance, you pay it every month. And you probably don't even know how much you're paying. And if you're like 81% of Minnesotans, you're dealing with one agent who represents one company. You only get one option there. The Canopy Group has a team of 40 professionals working for you. 16 different reputable insurance companies that they've partnered with who will, guess what? Fight it out for your business. That means that you're going to get better coverage at a much better price. You can start saving today and the Canopy Group can do it for you. Go to thecanopygroup.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning. We are back. It is hour three of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Something Steve would very much like to talk about. It has nothing to do with thruples. It has to do with Jesus. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Oh, I came across a headline today about your favorite director's name to say. Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. He says his new movie is, what do you like to say more, Scorsese or or Fieri? Fieri. I wish Scorsese was doing a show on, or a movie about Fieri, like a biopic. (laughs) Me too. It would just provide us so much good stuff for so long. Sidebar, Guy Fieri. Funny little throwaway line in that funny Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie is one of them. One of the turtles says when talking about wanting to like live life above the sewers, says, I've always wanted to go to Flavortown. That's cute. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny, Donna. That's adorable. Seth Rogen wrote that movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, good to know. <laughs> That's good. That was my first time trying that. That was pretty good, That was Steve. exciting. Yeah. Woo! I give that eight out of ten. Martin Scorsese uh, says his new Jesus film uh, is going to remove the negative association around organized religion, and so I started reading up on the article. This was on Consequence.net, um, and he was talking about you know you can look through history and see a bunch of ways that religion has caused a lot of harm um, and been used in wrong ways and for power and all of that kind of stuff. And he said he um, 
he he's had there was a profile in the Los Angeles Times where and this movie is set to begin shooting later this year. He says, I'm trying to find a new way to make it more accessible and take away the negative onus of what has been associated with organized religion. Martin Scorsese says he went on to say he wants to get back to the initial impulse behind the institution. He said, right now, religion, you say the word and everyone is up in arms because it's failed in so many ways. You may reject it, but it might make a difference in how you live your life, even in rejecting it. Don't dismiss it offhand. So I was like, okay, this is, you know, interesting thing to read. Um, Anyway, the movie, if this is to be believed, they have already released what the runtime of the movie will be. Oh, boy. I found this shocking. Uh, Would you care to guess how long Martin Scorsese's new movie that he will work on later this year that has to do with the life of Jesus in some capacity will be? Four hours. Four hours in a movie theater you're asking because it's probably 49 minutes i love that take 80 minutes there yeah. you go that's great I, an hour 20 right is that what 80 minutes is yeah whoa road scholar <laughs> hey I know, this is I just, fun I mean, I, I like to what else can you tell us okay it's fine sorry, sorry. um the Times reports that the screenplay is now complete. It was co-written by Scorsese and Kent Jones based on, here we go, Shusaku Endo's book called A Life of Jesus. Uh, shooting for the film is going to take place later this year, but 80 minutes. I don't know what I'll make of the movie. I don't know what sort of treatment he'll give to Jesus, but I certainly appreciate that it will only take 80 minutes because this man normally does three hours plus, and Donna and I are always in favor of, of any presidential candidate willing to offer a federal mandate of no movies north of two hours. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a way to tell that story in two hours or less, Hollywood. Yeah, two hours, you could do that. But I'm wow, he did it in an hour and 20. That is impressive. <laughs> Scorsese. Scorsese. How did we yeah. used to say it? Scorsese. Martin, Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. I, I say Martin Scorsese. Oh, I've always said Scorsese. Same. Scorsese. Martin How Scorsese. do we think he says it? Scorsese. Not like that. Martin Scorsese. I think... That's how ladies and gentlemen, please says welcome it. Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. Can we look that up? The Martin proper... Scorsese. There you go. Scorsese. But I, I think... Martin Scorsese. It's one of those okay. things where, remember the guy with the, the googly eyes um, who said that his name was pronounced different? Come on, help me out. With the googly eyes. Yeah. Steve Buscemi? Yeah. Thank and, you. And we do have Martin Scorsese saying it the way he would say it, which uh-huh. is slightly different. Here you go. Pronounce your last name for me. Uh, Scorsese. Sessi. Scorsese. Uh, so he says Sessi, yeah. Scor- if he says Sessi, I'm going with him, not computer lady. She's been wrong before. Scorsese. Scorsese. Say it one All more right. time. Who? Who? Charlie. I oh. want Charlie oh, to ask him so that Martin will say it again. Sorry, here you go. Pronounce your last name for me. Uh, Scorsese. Sessi. And I said Sessi, and I wanted to make sure. Scorsese, not Scorsese. So Donna, and not not Scorsese. Mm -hmm. Got it. Scorsese. Scorsese it is. Do you think he'll say that next time he comes up in a story, or will you get nervous as you do with names you don't know how to pronounce and add extra affectation? I will do that. Okay. Thank you. Good day. By the way, that was Charlie Robe interviewing 
Martin Scorsese. Did you say Charlie Robe? <laughs> did you say that? I think you did. I did. did. <laughs> I was making a joke. Oh, jokes. I just think I love it. it's if you wrong. Get it, you get it if you don't. Who cares, right? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Hey, Mike, um, Mike had this story the other day about Prince. Prince, Purple Rain, after 40 years since the film was released and the soundtrack album, uh, is going to be heading to the stage and possibly to Broadway. So there's a stage adaptation of Purple Rain. It is in development as we speak. Uh, there's going to be a world premiere in the works, and the adaptation is set to feature uh, a score by the late Prince with a book by Pulitzer Prize finalist Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, who is currently enjoying the Broadway run of his acclaimed drama, Appropriate. So they've got some really great people behind this, because I'm like, this has got to be, it's got to be spot on. It's got to be good. Um, His book will be based on the original Purple Rain screenplay, and let's see, they've, you know, they've got Tony winners and Tony nominated people behind this project. Um, the film came out in 1984, starring Prince as the kid with, um, you know, coming up in Minneapolis. He was I have a confession to make. You never saw it. We know. And perhaps worse, maybe until now, I've never even had a desire to see it because I've heard people say the movie ain't that good. Prince is great. Prince's music is great. The music that we got from it, mm-hmm. but the movie as a standalone movie, not really good, which is my concern with this going to Broadway is I wish that we heard they were going to be doing a Broadway treatment of Prince's life, of his career in the same way that they have done more recently with Michael Jackson and Tina Turner, as opposed to, Honing just in on this movie. However, okay, I do believe the film is loosely based on his life. And so I bet the actual stage production will, without a doubt, in my mind, be better than the film. The film was kind of low budget. The acting was subpar. But if you were a fan, you loved it. And that I would highly recommend not necessarily that you see the film, but that you listen to the soundtrack. It is so good. I think I'm pretty caught up on most of that. Here's something <laughs> great. So, that, okay. I think. All right. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Here's something great I've learned about the movie just now. Total runtime, hour and 51 minutes. There you go. And I would say, Broadway, make this an intermissionless play. I saw a show on Broadway once. Wow, he must go to New York a lot. And it was there was no intermission because it was only about an hour and 45 minutes. Perfect. Come from it. away. It was wonderful. The pace was awesome. It never dragged. I want more of that. Yeah, I think they could do it with this. We'll find out. But I, I think they're going to do a really good job. And it would be great to put that on the to-do list in the future to go and see this. Purple um, Rain. Coming. I'll, I'll bet uh, $500 you'd never go see that in New York. I'll take that bet. Schnikes. <laughs> Trips paid for. I love Prince. <laughs> I would go see this and my family's in New oh, Jersey. Your family's I'd just go there. Right over the river. Resist this with my friends. No, we never Resent. shook. We, we never shook. We have this Resent recording. It. All right, fine. Anyway, uh, we'll keep you posted when we hear more about that project.
Donna, it cost me almost $500 to go through a McDonald's drive-thru these days. <laughs> Have mercy on me and my family of six. All right. Thank you. We got to go. When we come back, it'll be time for us to get into a study. Oh, there is a, a list of emojis you should not use at work. We'll touch on that. And then everyday things that people do in public that's actually disrespectful. Is spitting on the list? You'll we'll find, find out. out. When we come back. Hey, it is Rocco for MNFatLoss.com. I weighed in this morning. You know, I kind of overdid it a little bit at the holidays. And I'm like, you know what? I got to get back on track. I got to do the things that I learned at MNFatLoss.com. Things I learned last March, April, and May when I went from the high 190s to the low 170s. That's about 25, 30 pounds. I look today, I was uh, still like low 170s. I'm like, yes, thank you. Because I learned some great things at mnfatloss.com, some time-tested methods that over literally thousands of clients at mnfatloss.com has helped to break the weight loss code. So you don't need to go out there and follow some fad diet or take some weird drug that you don't know the side effects. You don't need to yo-yo back and forth. You can call mnfatloss.com, get that free consultation and learn the things that I did where I got to eat the foods I liked and watch the pounds come off. I didn't eat prepackaged food. Do it today. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's the Donna and Steve experience. Where talk is fun. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Steve here on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Let's be study buddies. Studies have shown that studies medic- have shown that the microbial Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. I'm Donna. And I'm TV Steve Patterson. <laughs> A poll last month found that most of us think emojis are okay to use at work now. We do that a lot, though, don't we? Do we? Don't we? We don't? Okay. See, now that's a little snapshot of just the kind of contributions that we get from Donna. That was eight (laughs) seconds where she said every possible thought about that thing. It's almost impossible not to use an emoji sometimes. I mean, in an email, it's easy, I guess. I very rarely use emojis. I'm trying to get a little more into it now. Oh, really? Very, very rarely. In fact, the most common thing I'll do, I hesitate to say this out loud, is colon, close parentheses, the old school 
Smiley. Remember before emojis? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or the wink, semicolon, close parentheses. Oh, I never use the wink. Oh, you should try the wink. The one I use the most is the shoulder shrug. Oh. Just like, hmm. Hmm? Anyway, uh, where was I? Nope. Where were I, you? Where I. were you? Someone pulled 1,000 employees and asked them to name the most inappropriate emojis to use at work. Well, now I that we're using them more. What do you think the number one? So there are a few different demographics that they spoke to of this 1,000 employees. There is one emoji that came out above them all with their total aggregate score of all of those different generations represented in the workforce. What emoji, single emoji, do you think it was deemed the most work inappropriate? Mike, do you have an answer? Don't say it. I do have an answer, yes. Should we say it on the count of three? We should. Okay. One, two, three. Eggplant. Okay, okay. (laughs) That was not the one, though, it did make the list. (laughs) Um, So let me break it down. For Gen Z, the most work inappropriate, they said, was the peach emoji. Oh, that's second. Because it kind of looks like a butt. I didn't realize that's supposed to be a butt. I thought it meant something else. A lady part. A front butt. Front butt. (laughs) For millennials, it was the beer mug emoji. For Gen X, that's you, Donna, the eggplant emoji. You represented Mm. your generation well. And for baby boomers, they think that the middle finger emoji is the most unprofessional. Mm. They don't get the references on the other ones. Perhaps not. Right, exactly. The top answers for men and women were also different. Women think that the peach and the eggplant emojis are the most unprofessional, probably getting sent from dudes. Men said the beer mug and the kiss mark emoji were the most inappropriate. But the one that got the most votes overall, from what I just mentioned, as the most inappropriate, was the beer mug emoji. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, isn't it just common sense? Beer mug, eggplant, kiss mark, middle finger, peach. Yeah, like who's going to use it at work? Uh, I could absolutely use a beer mug at work. An, an emoji? Oh my gosh. Like, For what oh, purpose? yeah, I, guess, I don't know. You're emailing someone. I'm thinking of our line of work, I guess. Maybe that skews it a little bit. I'm thinking of like bosses and people in the sales department. And I'm not thinking Bradley Trainer or you. Or Mike or Dawn, I'm thinking professionals. <laughs> How would one use a beer? Okay. We don't even take offense at that anymore. We just keep moving. You know what I mean. How would you use a beer mug emoji? Like, it's oh, this Friday. meeting's going to be boring. Wish we had some beer mug emoji. Or uh, TGIF, am I right? Beer mug. Okay, all of that seems less offensive than... Did you see Tim's pants eggplant emoji? (laughs) Right? Am I crazy here? This seems like a weird list. This is why I don't use any. I rarely use emojis because I don't want things to get miscommunicated, accidentally say the wrong thing. Or you don't know what's offensive to people to begin with. I do a thumbs up and I have a friend who's like, stop doing the thumbs up. I hate that. It's really offensive. Like, why is it offensive? I'm agreeing with you. And it's like, no, it seems dismissive. And it's like, well, if I'm in a meeting and I see your text and I can't give a lengthy response, I'll give a thumbs up. Like, yep, got it. Cool. Yeah. Woo! All the way. 
all the way. I don't know. I just needed something else to say. People. Am I right? Then there's a variety of different smiley faces. I'm going to send you a few, Donna, right now. All right. Well, you do that. Can I move on to everyday things people do in public that's sure. kind of disrespectful? This is coming from a social media survey. Um, here are some of them. Abandoning stuff in a store in the wrong place or shelf. I hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guilty, I though. I, I've been guilty before. I've been guilty of that before, okay. too. And I'm like, you know what? There's a some kid's getting paid right now. Yeah. It's not going to be any sweat off his back. He's getting... Yeah. Money. Parents who let their kids run amok in public spaces and don't do anything about it when a kid makes a nuisance, their yeah. excuses, oh, they're just being kids. Yeah, no, no. Okay, no. Be if, a if parent. you love them, leash them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Neighbors who don't respect the quiet hours, especially after midnight. Mm. Drivers who just hang out in the left lane going slow. I agree with that. Yeah, like yeah, move over. Annoying. Like if I see someone on my tail, I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, I was daydreaming. Yeah. I didn't mean to. All right, I'm out of the way. Yeah, I'm such a submissive little wiener in that left lane. Yeah, and I always feel like it's always pickup trucks behind me. Right. I prejudge pickup truck Agree. people, especially those big monster ones. You know, yes. where you're like, okay, I know you're bigger, you're better. You've got, yeah. you know, bigger tires. Right. <laughs> I hear you. You can drive in the snow. Uh, people who don't clean up after themselves in a communal space. Donna Valentine. No lies. Yes, no, I, that is not a lie. That's a pet peeve of mine. Have you seen how disgusting our, our prep room looks right now? If we brought Bradley Trainer in right now, he would stand with me because he has to do the one thing. One time. Not one time. You're, you are bad shared space lady. In, in public and don't cover their mouth, Steve. I always cover my mouth. All right, fine. You're the worst. You're the worst. You have no self-awareness. You lack that <laughs> thing that you say. Same name game with Rocco when we come back on the Donna and Steve show. Hey, it's Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services, where they like to say they keep things simple, transparent, and affordable. And when I say they, I'm talking about Lisa and Verlin and their team. It's a small business right here in St. Paul, Minnesota, family-owned. They used to be in the full-service funeral business before one day they figured, it just seems like so many people these days, they don't want all that. They just kind of want a simple cremation and then maybe have a celebration of life for their loved one at a place and time that makes sense to them and celebrates their life uh, perfectly. Simple cremations start at just a thousand dollars and there's customization available but that's where they keep it uh, transparent. They're not going to try to trick you into anything. If you want to add a small visitation or a fancier urn, that sort of stuff, they'll talk you through it. They're good people over there. My mom did a prepay, pre-plan, so things are all buttoned up uh, for when it's her time, so us kids don't have to worry about it. Maybe you want to do that for your family. Check them out today, crescenttide.com. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. I could get into Steve's house now. I cannot wait. Donna. I got your address and I got your remote garage Donna. door opener. Be respectful of that. <laughs> you mean like you've been to me in my neighborhood? First of all, I never broke and entered. I didn't even step foot on your property because of the caution tape. You kind of did. You were in my driveway, don't lie. I was in the street. In the street. 
you still needed to take your garbage cans in. Ted was probably livid, rightfully so. I'm Team Ted. <laughs> also, if you can, can you find one of those? Can, I, I need a new battery for that. It's really struggling. I think I have one. You can have it. But mine is kind of iffy closing right now. So sorry. I take back everything I just said. Thank you, Donna. Except for the part of holding that hostage. Hmm. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, uh, I got some emails here. Do you mind? No, I, I love it. Mail time. Mail time. Somebody flagged me. It's our friend Krista who said, pardon me, did Donna just say Pulitzer? I stopped listening to the word she was saying right after that. Is that right? Is it Pulitzer? Not mm. Pulitzer? Mm-hmm. Or is it the frequently heard but totally incorrect Pulitzer? Ooh, yeah, Perhaps yeah. it's Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Okay. Words, am I right? So true, Krista. Pulitzer. Pull. You're going Pulitzer. Pool. What are you doing? I'm saying Pulitzer. I'm saying Pulitzer. They're a Pulitzer Prize winning. Doritos. Doritos. Mm. Durop. Doritos, not door up. Mike. Pulitzer. 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 Yeah, not Pulitzer. Okay. Well, you Pulitzer. guys have sensitive ears. No, Donna, don't. This Pulitzer. Is, don't be a hypocrite. This is what you Pulitzer. do to me and to other people all the time. It's you okay. just, you get sensitive when they do it to you. Fine. No. It's fine. I wouldn't have brought it up if I didn't have thick skin. Thank you. And your doctor's working on that with those creams. I love it. Skin jokes. Also, we were talking earlier. I said, you know, they should have like a collar that activates a doggy door so that, you know, little varmints other than your pet can't get in to your home. Well, apparently that already exists. Uh, Diane is a real estate agent, one of her clients. Um you have the fob on her collar, her dog's collar. Also, Shannon pointed that out. So thank you, guys. Thanks. Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Pulitzer, not Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Oh, did you win a Pulitzer Prize? Pulitzer. Ma'am, how did you get into this party? Pulitzer. I'll work Pulitzer. on it. Pulitzer. Emphasis at the beginning. Pulitzer. Not, not in the middle. Pulitzer. I just said it three times the right way. Pulitzer. Pierogi. Pierogies. Huh. Anyway, um, so I got to tell you about something that happened to me. I'm talking to my niece. She's like, oh, let me FaceTime you. want to show you some things in her house. And I'm like, okay. And so <laughs> I'm not touching anything. And we're talking. And all of a sudden, all these balloons start falling down around us. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And we're laughing our heads off. And I don't know if I said some keyword that triggered it, why it did it. No idea. All I'm doing is literally holding my phone on the bottom where there no, are no buttons and just looking at the phone. So then about two or three minutes go by and it happens again. It's basically balloons coming down like confetti. Any ideas? Thanks to new iOS 17 features, your FaceTime calls and other online video meetings are about to get much more fun. Oh, God. I have accidentally done this as well, and none of us could figure it out. And by the way, Donna, if this makes you feel any better, 
I did it talking to post-production people, meaning techie nerds. And I said something. I don't know if I did a thumbs up. And then it was like, thumbs up started appearing on the screen. And they were like, whoa, did anybody see that? (laughs) And we were trying to figure it out. Apparently, there are gestures. So if you do a FaceTime call, Donna, I'm going to FaceTime you right now. Okay. Okay. Fine. We'll uh, we'll do a play-by-play. Yeah. I think if you do a new FaceTime, I have to remove you from the block. Also, you know, since they updated, they swapped out the mute button with the speaker button, and it really throws me off because I keep muting everybody because I okay, think I'm putting Okay, answer the, the phone, please. The I just, FaceTime. okay. Hi. Hey, man. Okay, turn your volume down so we don't get feedback. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm All just... right. Here I go. All right. Now, I'm about to... Well, get... turn your volume down. I got it down as low as it can go. I'm going to give you the peace sign, and in theory, balloons should fall at this point. So here we go. Hey, bro. Peace. Now you give me the peace sign. All right. Peace sign, man. Peace, bro. Peace, bro. It's not working. Okay. Peace, man. (laughs) Peace, buddy. Let's do thumbs up. Thumbs up, everyone. Is this happening on FaceTime for you? Yes. Dang it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was about, but it was hilarious. It just kept interrupting, like... If we were talking about something serious, all of a sudden, balloons all oh, wow. over the screen. Wow. Hey. I'm trying different things. Oh, boy. Wee. Look at these balloons. <laughs> Peace. Hey, we should have birthday cake. I think that's fun. <laughs> Nothing. All right. It's not working. Bye, Steve. Okay. See you, Donna. Good talking to you. Right. I was just talking to Donna on FaceTime. Wow. Oh, exhausting. Boy, that guy. Am I right? Anyway, that's all I got. Yeah, you're not alone there, Donna. And what did you say triggers it? It's because of the update? Yeah, there were just some new features in FaceTime. Yeah, but stop that. I had mine happened in Zoom. I see. Okay. Yeah, and not everything's like fun. We're not always talking about fun stuff. What if yeah. we're talking about someone's in hospice? Yeah, or funeral I don't need balloons coming down while I'm talking about that. Thank yeah, you. was it murder in the second degree? Balloons. Right. Like, <laughs> I what? thought it was a peace sign. Okay, so somebody says my phone has been giving me thumbs up little pictures whenever I FaceTime, and we've done nothing either. Thank you, Connie. Okay. I think this is happening to a lot of us. Let's fix that. And let's flip. Why did they change this? Like, I feel like they're messing with us. Like, switching the position of the mute button with the speaker button is really throwing me off. Because I don't think you could put it back to where you want it. No, I don't think you can. All right. Well, do you want to find out what the soup is? Yeah, let's find out. Come down for moose soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it's mac and cheese. It's always a surprise. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, no, it can't hey, hey. be. Hey, hey, hey. Soup, hey, hey, hey. soup is for your soup mouth. Your mouth. Your mouth. Hey, Brian. Hi. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Steve, are you calling from a closet? Yes, he is. In fact. No, I'm calling from a. um, Oh, he's no longer in the closet. No, I'm calling from a uh, deluxe home studio. (laughs) I pumped thousands of dollars into this place. Hmm. Sure sounds like it. Um, How's it going? (laughs) It's going well. I'm sorry, I had the volume on my computer up. Um, it's going real well. We're happy that you're here, and we're happy that soup is in a bucket downstairs. What did you fill the soup bucket with? Uh, the bucket is filled with, uh, what do we got? Split pea with ham. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. 
Hashtag exorcist. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Yes. I might get a bowl and not just a cup. Well, you better hurry. I only did a half a pot today. Really? Because he knows nobody eats it. Yeah, that's right. All right. Actually, I got a really good entree. That's why. What's your entree? It It is so Crybaby Craig's local company came in and gave me a gallon of their hot sauce. Uh oh. So I marinated some chicken, fried it up. Put it on a pretzel bun with some slaw, and then I made a Crybaby Craig's Nashville sauce for on top. Let's yes. go. Oh, man. That yeah. sounds amazing. Wow. Yeah. That is good. Yep. All right, That's Brian, good. outdone yourself again. Yeah. It's only Tuesday. What's happening? I don't know. Oh, man. You're my bestie. I'll see you in Bye. two minutes. We Bye. All right. How do you feel about the split pea? Terrible. Oh, you terrible. Do? Just yeah. a terrible, terrible soup. I've never had it. I'm so sorry. It can't be anything but awful. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, <laughs> listeners. We love you. We'll Bradley you and Dawn next. Bye.